0: Wake Up with Patty Catter. I
1: love the show. I never miss an episode. It's the best. I turn it on and turn it up. Good morning everybody and thank you for tuning in to Wake Up with Patty Catter and I am your host Patty Catter. Today I have Sunil G- it's G- a Godsy. To, oh my yeah. gosh, I had it right before the show. No problem. Oh, yeah, thank you so much for joining us, Sunil.
0: I'm really happy to be here and hopefully you're going to drop some knowledge bombs about intuition with your listeners. Uh, and uh, yeah, just really excited to, to be here today.
1: Thank you. I was really intrigued reading your biography, your little um, informational piece about yourself because you talk a lot about intuition and listening to your gut.
0: Absolutely. It's very, very important. Um, and it, it, I mean, we all have it. We're all born with it. And uh, really, the journey how it started was uh, when I worked, wrote my first book, Fail Fast, Succeed Faster. Uh, it was all about if you learn from the lessons of others, then you're not going to fail. Uh, and that's the idea when it comes to entrepreneurship. And so, the one question I kept getting was well, what was the one thing that people uh, had when it came to entrepreneurship that they could overcome? And so at that time, it kind of rolled my eyes saying, well, you know, there's a whole reason why I had 300 interviews, 75 stories in the book, uh, tons of failure. But when I went back to listen to some of the audio recordings, 80 to 90% of them said some version of, I ignored my gut, I ignored my intuition. I should have, I knew what the right decision was. And I really was shocked by the high percentage. So this got me thinking, okay, when was there a time when I ignored my intuition? And there were three immediate things that came out. The first was when I uh, became, because I'm South Asian, for those watching video. Um, so there's four phases for South Indians, South Asians when it comes to um, their, your career. It's doctor, lawyer, engineer, or failure, and that's it. So I picked door number three, became the engineer, and my intuition was saying, don't do it. Yet for three years, I ignored it, and I hated the career I'm in. Two years into that three-year stint, I, I was I was meant to be an entrepreneur. Two years in. I got an opportunity to become an investor in Senior Frogs, bring the first Senior Frogs to Canada with a bunch of people, uh, and it was great because I got on board. It was my intuition was saying this is an opportunity, and I was making five times more in dividends than I was ever in in full time as an engineer. So the third year I left, uh, I, I wrecked my uh, relationship with my dad, and that was necessary. But I need to, I need to. That was a sacrifice because I was following my intuition, and then it became a management consultant. Contract terms got changing on his massive contract down in Silicon Valley. Intuition was saying, don't do it. I was saying, look at the money. And I went all down there, spent every single penny, and the company didn't pay me. And it came back with 25 cents in my bank account. Oh, no. And perhaps the most devastating was when I had a friend reach out to me who was being stalked, and she desperately needed some advice that afternoon. And my intuition was saying, meet with her that afternoon. I didn't have anything planned. But stupidly, I said, let's meet a couple of days later. And that same stalker uh, basically followed her the next day and shot her in the head and killed her.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: And I really needed to find out why people ignore their intuition. And that was how Gut was born with MRIs. I was looking at research. And things like that, and I found that there were, there were like four people that kind of four groups of people that uh, when I was doing my research on intuition that really kind of understood. The first is they get it, they know it, they they they, they tapped into it, they know what's on or off. The second group are those that need proof, and this is where gut came in. Where it's not just my opinion. Well, here's some MRIs and brain scans showing where intuition really is. The third group are those that uh, just kind of, you know, they, they don't really connect with it. Like for example, uh, one, of the, one of the stories I tell is John Ross tells a friend of mine um, who just thought it was like a spiritual. So the time in 2013-ish, intuition came from a very spiritual manifestation, cosmic uh, um, area. Uh, and that's where the majority of blogs and blogs were, which is okay if that's what you think it's from. But because he, this guy was an investment banker, and didn't believe in it. So when I w- interviewed him in the hour that we were there, he went from, eh, you know, I really don't think that's there to now to him convincing himself, me educating him on in- on intuition. And at the very end, I asked him, so when was there a crazy uh, decision you made based on intuition? And within the hour he gets it. And he's, he says, this, this guy was making three to $4 million a year as an investment banker, high-end restaurants, limousines, private jets, and he traded it all off to run a tiny bankrupt little restaurant. That restaurant, Eastside Mario's location, number one, which ended up to be over a thousand locations, 20 years, $2 billion, wow. a $2 billion behemoth, all because of an intuitive decision. Mm-hmm. And the last group of people are ones that talk about it. And they, there's a lot of people, a mindset, I get intuition and, and but they don't fully grasp the implications of it, how it actually works. And a friend of mine uh, was like that in the mindset space. That's how I kind of met him. He saw me at a talk Talk about the four types of intuition, the hurdles, the signals to getting deep into it. And he says, yeah, you know, that kind of makes sense. But where that really crystallized for him was when he got COVID-19, he was in a New York hospital and he was at a life or death moment. He actually wanted to die. It was that bad for him. And that the intuition, his intuitive moment, intuition pulled him out and said, you're going to live. And everything that I talked about for him crystallized at that moment. Mm-hmm. And he's, and five days later, he was out. I was the first person he talked to. He was my first podcast guest for my podcast series.
1: Mm-hmm. And could you tell our listeners where they can hear your podcast?
0: Absolutely. So the capacity is everywhere. Apple, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, um, Deezer, uh, wherever you listen to podcast spaces, uh, you can search for the Intuition podcast series. You can go to intuitionology.com forward slash podcast. Uh, and every single podcast guest there is searchable. They have their own podcast uh, page. Uh, We just released one on uh, Larry DeLucas, who is on the space shuttle and how intuition helped get him to to space. Um, Yeah, so we've got some amazing guests there. So there's another place you can link out to my podcast as well.
1: Amazing. And I would love it if you could tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself, where you're from and a little bit about your childhood. I'm kind of curious. About. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So I mean I, I grew up with uh obviously South Asian and uh in fact intuition is really, really high when you're where you're kids because when you're children, you don't have these things called societal norms. You don't have other people telling you what career you should go into. Uh and so you're actually at a at a really, really pure form. And it and research has shown that intuition, uh kids as two, as young as two months old have shown to have intuitive capabilities through the research they've done. And I remember when I was five years old, I had this voice. Tell me, like my dad said, uh, you know, I I wanted some video games. He said, it's too expensive. And this voice tells me, no, you need to, that's not what you want to hear. You need to go door to door to raise money. Hmm. And that's what I did. I went, I raised $200 as a five-year-old kid, lots of milk and cookies. um, And uh, $100 went to my dad. The other $100 went to charity because that's what my school was doing. That was my first intuitive here. That was my first voice. Mm-hmm. And so I, I grew up like a normal kid. Uh, one brother, one sister. Uh, parents divorced when I was younger. Uh, in high school, I went from basically 90s the next year to about 65, and then that, it's an intuitive hit. Said no, sorry, you got to be better. Uh, I went back up to the 90s, uh, and I had five jobs in high school, um, and, and you know, I just loved it. I, I think it was great interacting, uh, you know, and 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 then I got into of course the engineering route that didn't pan out well and then entrepreneurship management consulting and then intuitionology and so it's been just one excellent ride after another and the important thing is when you look back both the highs and the lows feed into your intuition all those experiences all get put into the subconscious area of your brain so even if you had some bad experiences you've got some some kind of trauma your intuition is already parking some some of those experiences to learn from so that when you make a decision today those experiences that are relevant to the decision that you have to make today are plucked from that library in your subconscious to help you make a decision.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know there have been several times in my life I, I would have a gut feeling I should do one thing or another. And it the ones that always <laughs> stand out are the ones that, oh, I should have listened to my intuition. I should have listened to my gut. Yep. And after I reached a certain age, I was able to finally start listening to my gut and think, Gosh, I I learned a hard lesson last time. I'm not gonna do that again. I'm listening to my intuition this time or oh my God.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And one of the things that where people kind of start faltering is that there's there's four types of intuition. Uh, and for the interest of time, I won't get into too many, but you can, they can find that out when they, I've got a free ebook um, off my website, so they can grab that. There's the four types. So these four types all work at the same time. But the way that intuition speaks to you are things to, called intuitive signals. And these signals are unique to each, each, uh, each of us. So you and I can be in the exact same situation, make the exact same decision, but- for you, you need to listen to that voice that's saying, go left. For me, it's going to be maybe my heart rate goes, uh, goes higher to say, go left. So it's that individual. And mm. when you take the time to really peel back the layers and understand what those signals are, you have to get, you get a basket of positive signals and negative signals. And that's through experience. When did you make a good decision? When did you make a bad decision? And how did it feel in the moment? And you have to be careful because if it's a, like, for me, I got, the, I got a voice, but I have to be careful that that voice is that signal number one or signal number three? Huh. If it's signal number three, because intuition starts as a whisper, it's very subtle. If it's signal number three, that just means that I've already ignored two signals. So what are they? And if I already ignored two signals, then I'm down to bad decisions. Mm-hmm. So that could be just a stub toe, or you could be on your way to bankruptcy. You don't know how severe it is. And it's because you haven't taken the time to understand, okay, signal number three is my voice. But what was signal number two? What was signal number one? And that's what you have to figure out because when you have all the signal number ones, ever you make a decision, you're positive, it's going to be a positive or negative signal of what you're thinking of doing. If it's positive, positive, obviously take that, that step. If it's negative, don't take that step. And if you fear moving forward, because fear is a big, big hurdle for a lot of people, fear of change, fear of the unknown, um, fear of failure, fear of failure, it might be scary to move in a new direction if your life is, you know, you're breaking away from a major relationship or it's a new career or you're not, but that intuitive signal, even though you may fear, fear, may fear feel fearful, that signal is positive. And because you recognize it, then you know that the step you're moving to is, is positive. And I'll give you a very quick case study in this. There was a, a fellow that I, I, I um, interviewed who had cerebral palsy in a wheelchair and his, his, his dream was to get on a beach and actually just put his toe in the water. Mm-hmm. He gets up. And he falls flat on his face. Fear came over him. I can't go any further. So he says he had no intuitive movement. I can choose to just sit back in my wheelchair for the rest of my life and regret not being uh, ever putting my toes in in the water again. Or I can overcome that fear, trust my intuition, move ahead. And he decided to take one more step, one more step, one more step until the, as he's recounting, the the water level got to his neck. So for those watching, I'm pointing to my neckline. Then he looked back and he didn't realize how far he had come. So you need to overcome the fear. His intuition is saying, moving ahead, move ahead. And there is no better story I can give you than someone who's in a wheelchair wanting to get in the water.
1: Mm-hmm. That's an amazing story. So for those of you listening, when you think that your gut is going to like be really loud and have all these sirens going off in your head, that's not necessarily true. You have all these different signals then, correct? Yes.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So what would you tell somebody who is getting ready to make a, a decision? and they're starting to feel uneasy about it for some reason. I mean, should what do you how do you tell people when like do they need to go get advice when they start thinking that their intuition is telling them one thing or another? What if they start second guessing themselves?
0: Yeah, so one of the first things that they need to do is take a look at when have they made that a similar type of decision in the past? And when they have, what did it feel in the moment and spend some time looking at those types of decisions, because what you want to do is ultimately get that basket of positive and negative signals. And uh, you also want to put yourself in an environment where you can do that. You know, you can go for a walk, uh, cycle, uh, some people in the shower, and it just gives you, I call it an intuitive medium, where you're just just sitting with yourself, no, no noise coming in. And you're really thinking about those times when you made those decisions. And now you know what some signals are. So if you're able to feel what that signal is coming up, now you know what, what your positive and negative signal is. And I have a, actually a seven-day challenge, and it's free, by the way. So you can, you can either get the ebook, And what I actually do is you say, take a problem that you want, and I'm going to show you a seven-step process of how to coordinate all the components of your intuition to help you solve that problem in seven days. Hmm. And, and then that's your template for every single decision that you have. So, I mean, whether you need to get advice, because uh, I've got a membership as well. So if if you need peer advice, you need further advice or a specific problem, that's definitely a route for you, but you don't need that. I give you a template right up front that helps you with every single decision. So it is a lot of looking back and figuring out what did experience tell me? Mm-hmm. And, you, and you know, if you made a bad decision, obviously that signal is negative. Mm-hmm. Um, and you keep getting those. And if you need more time, especially for the more important decisions, take the time because these are important decisions and you need to really get in touch with those signals to move forward. And it, it, these are your signals. It's mm-hmm. your intuition. It's not my process or somebody else or Patty's process or anybody else's. This is this is all about you.
1: Mm-hmm. I love how you just mentioned that because I don't know how many times I'll be scrolling on social media and somebody will say, I have this problem. What should I do? Right. And they're listening to all this outside noise from everybody else. And some, you might do something differently than I would do. And I, I am a firm believer of just shutting all the noise off. Um, especially the end of last year, I started thinking about there's just so much noise going on on social media. And, and I stopped watching mainstream media a long time ago. Um, I cut my cable off. I just like more quiet time and a little bit more meditation on where, which direction I should go in. Um, Now, what would you tell somebody who is kind of second guessing your like they're thinking, well, my intuition isn't isn't ever right. (laughs) What what would you say then?
0: Absolutely. So whenever I look at when they say my intuition's got me down the wrong path, a lot of the times there's four intuitive hurdles that get people in trouble and that actually squashes your signals. The one that we talked about, one is fear. Uh, The other one is ego. And there are two types of ego. One is the narcissism where you're talking and you don't have uh, a lot of experience or being part of a clique or a group or being friends with others because you want to, you feel you need to belong, but they don't share your same values that cross a line. And so that's the one ego. The other two are called being too emotional relationships or being too uh, rational, data, logic, societal norms, uh, even though your intuition is saying different. So when when you come up to one of these four intuitive hurdles, then they squash your signals. And then that's when you think, that there was something that you, you did that put you in a bad situation. A very good case study. I had Mark Metry. He has Human, Humans 2.0 podcast, one of the top 100 in the world. And he was on my podcast series. And he got he developed social anxiety and uh, started lying in high school and almost killed himself. Wow. Um, and, and we looked at the reason why. And he's, he started saying, "My intuition sometimes leads you down the wrong path. Um, and this guy was making five figures in high school, but he needed to fit in. right? And it was he developed so much anxiety that it, it overcame his will to live. And, and so I said, okay, well, Mark, let's back up the podcast. We can rewind the podcast. What, before you started saying, you started telling that story, you said, I knew I shouldn't have lied, but Hmm. that's his intuition telling him he shouldn't have lied. Mm -hmm. Then he gets into lying. Then he falls prey to ego because he wanted to fit in. And, and so intuition was actually telling me at the start, you you don't need to lie, but his, his social anxiety, uh, that ego overcome this overcame the signals That really squashed his ability to make the right decision. Uh, And that's why it's so important that you need to pay attention to these signals because the first signal is the one he knew, but he went down the wrong path. And fortunately, obviously he's, he's still here and he's doing major, major things in the world with his uh, podcast series. So um, that's the power of intuition and the intuitive signals.
1: Mm -hmm. If you could go back and tell yourself one thing when you were um, younger, what would that be?
0: Uh, I don't think I, well, it's hard to say, trust your intuition because I didn't have anybody telling me that. And it's not something that's formally defined. You just kind of know that, those things, uh, and, 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 I've got two girls, nine and 14, and that's, I talk about intuition all the time, obviously. And most of the time they roll their eyes, uh, but it's gotten them out of bullying uh, situations, but there were times where I knew what the right decisions were, despite what my parents were saying or growing up. And I really wish I could have trusted that something that I knew like when I felt felt about making those decisions, it felt good, it felt like a flow, it felt like I was naturally able to go there, which is what essentially what positive signals are. It just feels right to make that decision, and when I made the wrong decision, it turned bad, and if I look back at at and I can distinctly remember those times when when that happened, so it, it, they're clear to me, and it's just if if I followed that then where would life have been? But at the same time, the failures are the ones that got me to realize how important intuition was. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was important to know the four hurdles because the problems I had. So reflecting back and then interviewing over a thousand people uh, and going, doing academic research was because of the path that I took. Mm -hmm. So it's tough, but you know, when you, when you have, when you're able to tell other people, and even with my children, uh, you know, if you look at the art behind me, you know this is my daughter's art, and she runs an official nonprofit federal nonprofit agency at twelve years old, she started one wow. on her intuition. She's raised over twenty thousand uh, oh. dollars to help those with disabilities and illnesses. Mm-hmm. but it was all based on intuition and a purpose driven by intuition. It has nothing to do with the money. It has nothing to do whether she's thirteen or she's a, a girl or twelve. And she herself says, I mean, I'm not special. I have a passion or a purpose to help those with disabilities and illnesses. She has a talent with art. So it comes from a very humble, intuitive place. And that's what drives your your goals. And that drives you to to excel in life. And it doesn't mean you have to have millions of followers. It doesn't mean you have to be huge and have a lot of money. It's not about extrinsic motivation. It's about intrinsic motivation. What moves you, uh, right? And that's very, very important. And this is where social media is so bad because it's got, it has so many people that, that are uh, helping others hook, hang their hats on extrinsic motivation. Uh, and it's okay to have a house, big house and lots of uh, attention and all that. But it has to come from an internal place where you're actually providing value. You're affecting people uh, from an internal place. And you know what that feels like. And you know when you're trying to show off. Uh, I don't need to tell you that because you feel that. That's your intuition telling you.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, one of the biggest questions I ask on this show is what has been what you believe is your largest obstacle in life and how did you overcome that?
0: So the one with well, the current one is, is is trying to affect as many people that are trying to get my attention. And, you know, everything came by for I haven't done any marketing. And what happened is my one on one was just getting it was just blowing out of proportion. I didn't get a chance to help my daughter with their nonprofit uh, the tension with the family is going down. So what I'm actually doing is changing it now to say, okay, let's 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 pare down the one-on-ones. Let's move to more uh, membership model. Let's let's put a lot more stuff on social media. Because I was not able to be creative on social media at all. I really wanted to. I had this burning desire. Here's a great topic. What about overcoming fear? How to take that step, even though you don't want to? Uh, how do you know that person is not the right one for you in relationships? Like all these buzzing ideas in my head. And I say, I I need to put a blog out. I need to put a blog out. And I just couldn't. And so I just stopped and saying, listen, I've really got to make time for that because it's going to help so many more people. Uh, Even if they don't get involved in intuitionology whatsoever, I'm going to trigger something in them that's going to change their life. And that's all I want to do. right? It's because it's it's, it's about them. It's not about me. And so that's the change that I'm making now. Um, And the other good thing is, you know, my daughters are seeing how it happens organically. So I'm really teaching them to also follow through. Uh, And they also hear some of the problems and some of the issues. And I talk about it because it's very important that they understand that having problems is they're going to go through it. Right. That they're going to. This is this is how I think through my decisions. Um, I don't formally say it in intuition because that would be geeky. uh, But I talk about it. I'll talk through it. Why? How come? You know, and sometimes they'll ask me questions. I didn't think about that. Because they don't have as much of a filter as sometimes we do as adults. So they'll come up and dad, what about this? And go, that's, you know, that's actually a really good thought. i never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, it's, it's kind of that two-way relationship. And that's how a trusted relationship develops when you have that two-way relationship, because intuition is a two-way street. So as very much as I, my intuition is seeing if I can trust you, your intuition is seeing if I, but you can trust me. And when you think like that, when you trust your intuition like that, then the only people you surround yourself with are the ones that are going to move you forward, not yes Yes. people, not yes people, those that want to support you during the ups and the downs, Mm -hmm. and that will give you honest criticism that is going to move your life forward.
1: I love that so much. I tell people all the time, please don't sugarcoat it for me. I can take it. I want your, like, time is so precious. Just tell me what you're thinking and so we can communicate better. Yep. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. Could you please share your social media links with our listeners?
0: Absolutely. So I'm I'm everywhere on Facebook at Sanil Godsey uh, Intuitionology on, on uh, Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn Sanil Gadsey, I'm on uh, t- on Twitter Sunil Gadsey. I'm uh, foraying into TikTok now. I'm not doing too many dances <laughs> because if I did, I'd have one follower and that's my daughter. Uh, but I'm I'm going to put some more content out on uh, on there. I'm in Clubhouse now. I've joined there. I've been asked to moderate on uh, relationships and stuff like that. So uh, that's been going well. So, uh, so I'm just those are the big forays, and of course there's intuitionology.com shoot me an email at sunil, com. You can DM me, DM me anytime with a question. Happy to help.
1: Excellent. And for all the, all the listeners out there, we're going to have in the podcast notes, his links that we're going to have on this video, we're going to share Sunil's links here. And on my social media, we're going to get the word out about this and how important it is to listen to your gut, especially in 2021.
0: Absolutely. Very important mm-hmm.
1: now. Yes. So thank you everybody for listening and thank you so much Sunil for being on the show. You've been a fantastic guest and I think that you've taught us a lot and I appreciate your time and your willingness to join us.
0: Thank you for listening to Wake Up with Patty Catter. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. Follow
0: Patty at Patty Catter on Facebook and Instagram. Get social. You can now watch Wake Up with Patty Catter on Amazon TV and Roku.
1: It's the only podcast I listen to. Be
0: sure to check out Patty's Apparel Live. The Patriotic Mermaid at thepatrioticmermaid.com and on social media at The Patriotic Mermaid.
1: I love it.
0: Special thanks to Patty's content creator, Alicia Thompson.
1: Thanks for all that you do.
0: Visit thompsoncreate.com for all your marketing and design inquiries.